I welcome you to Central Moments, again, right from the land of Israel. I'm standing in the ancient city of Caesarea, the old Roman capital in the land of Israel. And I'm in the port area. Uh, back then, 2,000 years ago, the shoreline would have been closer in rather than just over uh, in front of me a little bit. A lot of silt and sand has come in over the centuries. But it would have been this port that the Apostle Paul would have taken off from to go out to his imprisonment in Rome after two years of imprisonment here. But when he was here, he gives us an interesting contrast of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the pagan world around him. Right here on this port, uh, pagans would land here, they'd unload their ships, and, and quite quickly after landing, they would ascend stairs like this and then worship at the temple the pagan temple, and then after they'd done their worship, they would go over to the brothels and the houses of sin and the bathhouses. This was pagan life. The morals were low. Uh, the value of human life was low. And there was no sense of supremacy of a creator God. And therefore, no sense of righteousness and self-control. And these things we consider foundational to character. And yet at the end of Acts, 24, we're told that when Paul was in prison here for two years, Governor Felix used to call Paul in. He was quite fascinated with Paul as a speaker and a preacher. And Luke tells us that Paul preached about Jesus Christ to him, and then he gives us three specifics. Paul talked to him about righteousness, and Paul talked to him about self-control, and Paul talked to him about the judgment to come. These would be things that would be unknown in the pagan world that Paul was penetrating. They are things that these days are even despised in American culture in the 21st century. In fact, how many, how many churches anymore talk about righteousness and self-control and the judgment to come? It's largely said you can't attract crowds preaching on that. Instead of righteousness, we preach on, on fulfillment. Instead of self-control, we, 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 we preach on on happiness, how to be happy in life. And instead of the judgment to come, we, we preach about hope that's rooted in things like next week or, or maybe God will bless you if you trust him. And, and these things have a place, but they don't require Jesus. Righteousness, self-control, and being saved from the judgment to come requires Jesus in whom we die to the old. We live for the new in resurrection life. And, and we look for that ultimate hope when Jesus is coming again. Jesus, Jesus, the Lord of heaven and earth. His message was sounded in this very pagan place by the Apostle Paul. And it says that Felix would listen to him and then he'd become troubled. I mean, the conviction of the Holy Spirit would come upon him and, and he'd tell Peter to go back to prison and then he'd call him later because he wanted a bribe from him. And he'd call him back when he was ready to face the emotional pain of conviction again. May God's Spirit convict us where there's need for righteousness and self-control, where we need to live in light of the fact that there's judgment coming, but we can be saved through Christ and he's coming again. May all of these things mark our lives. So would you pray with me? Father, forgive us for how far we drift from the gospel. But we thank you at the heart of the message of Jesus is that he died, he was buried, he rose again. And so we too can die to the old. And, and, and we can have righteousness and self-control because of your resurrection spirit in us. And that we can be ready through your salvation for the day you come again. 
thank you, Lord. We say yes to you afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.